is episode three of Tidefall. We've we've made it. We're here. We're in Paul's basement, and we are doing it again. Doing it one more time. Oh yeah, one more time. Um. So let's go around and sort of, you know, what have we been up to? What are we doing? Any, you know, if you've got any shows or anything like that, uh, be sure to plug those. Um, because this will be coming out mid December. So if you have anything around then, um, I guess Ted, if you want to start. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. So beginning of December, uh, if you are able to, uh, we should be having our, our, I think it'll be Kitten Bomb's last show at Java Joe's, at least for now, uh, on December 13th, I want to say the second Saturday of December. I think this comes out before, just before it comes out, uh, just before the show. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, make sure you got your Saturday night free because we're going to put on a show. Cool. Um, and what else have you been up to? Oh, you just like a general. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to get out of the future yeah. and back into yeah. the present. Future, yeah, <laughs> we're doing. We're time traveling right now. Oh, we're going. Let's see. Uh, we had just like some good stuff. We had some good shows lately. Uh, the Chowdown fifth anniversary show was last night. Went to that. That was a really great time. Shout out to. Paul and the rest of the Chowdown crew, they put on one hell of a show. I heard it was good. It was great. It was so much fun. And then, uh, I guess, in my personal life, uh, I've been moving forward on, like, Fire Emblem and stuff. Yeah. It's... I'm still, I'm still on my first playthrough. I was trying to finish my second before Death Stranding, and now I'm deep into that. Yeah, so. same thing happened to me. Now I'm in Death Stranding, and yeah. it's deep such a Trump's trip, all. dude. So It's so oddly fun and satisfying but i can't like point out this thing specifically yet because i'm only 10 hours in you know in this experience it's it's it is what happens when you give AAA game dev money to someone who's making a video game as art yeah it it is it is what those indie games that are weird and have bad graphics (laughs) it is that except it's beautiful and the game mechanics are fairly in-depth, but they're still weird like most indie games are. It's it's a weird hybrid can indie make, AAA. Can I make a confession? I have never played a Kojima game. I, really? Not a single one. I, I haven't either. I, I have, tried to. Couldn't, couldn't get I, it. You're I've, a fan, man. I watched my yeah. partner play a bunch of the most recent Metal Gear, and I'm like, you know what? This is not for me. Like, nah. That's okay. That's, I know this. That's okay. Um, okay. The one chick who does the noise... Oh, um, silent. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, I got five minutes into that, and I'm like, please, nope. nope put okay. on headphones, or I'm leaving you forever. Uh, that was that was basically what. But yeah, no, I I I get the theory, but I, I just yeah, I'm in practice. I I can't get into Kojima. I don't know why. It's weird. It's yeah. an acquired taste mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, trying to explain the storyline of nope, Metal Gear yep. is uh, can't do it's it. A doozy. Uh, yeah, yeah. My partner tried, and I was like three minutes in, and I'm like, I know I'm done. That's it, would, it. it would take Eyes like a ten-hour nope. YouTube video to explain the story yes. of Metal Gear. So, if you want them to understand it, you can explain it really fast. If you just don't care just about sh- them shoot that it. thing and right. yeah, keep going. Yeah. Uh, so, Monica, any shows or what have you been um, up to? So, let's see. December. Um, so, right now, I've been doing a lot of sewing. Um, right now I'm designing costumes for, um, theater Midwest's performance of, um, Brilliant Traces, which is a really good show. Um, and it should be, uh, first weekend in January is when that's premiering. Um, so that will be coming up if you're listening to this. Um, definitely get tickets for that. Um, theatermidwest.com. Uh, you should really stop hitting your microphone. And I'm going to try. It's right next to my white claw. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, the White Claw is obviously more important, so you should, like, yeah, reconfigure. Yeah, but Let me figure this out. Um, yeah, uh, doing costumes, so doing lots of sewing and designing for that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I had been doing some crocheting and weird fiber art stuff. That's really not that exciting. Uh, and, uh, yeah, working at the museum. That's been kind of fun. Nice. Fiber art. I like that. 
Mm-hmm. No, well, no, speaking of the museum, so like, so sometimes like I'm just sitting there and people will come up and ask me weird questions. And then this very nice lady who, you know, are you an artist is a very common question. And I usually just like, no, or like, oh, not a good one. Or like, I'm a seamstress. So like kind of. And then this one woman came up to me and she was like, I'm, I, I gave the response like, oh, not a, not a good one. Or like, I'm kind of a bad artist. And she's like, you should never say that. You your art is valuable. Uh, all artists are amazing and capable of wonderful things. And like you, you are valued and valid and your art is valued and valid. And I'm like, well, that's just the nicest thing. Well, thanks. <laughs> Didn't know I, I mean, that today. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, that's great. I mean, I'm not like a, and I like my my immediate response. I was like, "Well, I'm not a good artist," but then I was like, "Well, you know what? Damn it, I'm a I'm a textile artist and not like a weird paint crochet yarn person." There are many, <laughs> many, many different types and fields of art, and if you're creating cool things, and if it's you know, you know, yeah, it's like I didn't know I needed that, but like, yeah, ever it's funny working at a contemporary art museum because. There are just some people who get so angry about the fact that, like, a white on white, like, they're definitely, like, an acquired taste. Like, it's a little bit complicated. You get your your Agnes Martin, like, your your weird pastel lands, fieldscape sort of thing, which I love, but an acquired taste for sure. <laughs> but, like, people get angry about it, and they're like, this is what passes for art. And I'm like, well, you know, sure. I guess. Right. So white on white is the Kojima of the textile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. No, this is somebody's dissertation right here. Like, beautiful. There's a beautiful connection. But anyway, yeah. So I've just been kind of tooling around to some different personal art projects and then doing a lot of designing and sewing. So go see Theater Midwest production of Brilliant Traces. Um, which would be really good. Nice. Some great actors, great production staff. So cool. And Chris? All right. Uh, actually, just this, uh, I think it was... Was it last weekend? Yeah, last Saturday, uh, the high school I work at, we closed Sister Act. And uh, I've been striking that show. And by the time this show comes out, we'll be in our first week of rehearsal for Eurydice with Carousel Theater of Indianola. And But that doesn't open until March. Okay. So plenty of episodes and plenty of time to go see that and put that on your calendars now when you hear it. Uh, but other than that, just... Uh, just working. It keeps us all busy. Yeah. Capitalism. Ooh, wait, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarah Rule. I think I've told you this before. I think I've told you this before on this podcast. I love Sarah Rule. She's one of my She's favorite. Fabulous. Yes, Ugh. fabulous playwright. Um, yeah, Eurydice is a phenomenal, phenomenal play. Mm. So, oh yeah, we had we've already had our first production meeting uh, with uh, production side, and I'm just oh. after that meeting, I was so jazzed. Like, I want to open next week. Yeah, no, that's just great. That's just meeting with the production team. Like, oh, yeah, I need actors first. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, I saw you were auditioning. I mean, at this point, yeah, you can't really, like, pump auditions. But I did see those, and I was like, man, I should audition. And I'm like, no way, never. But, like, in, it, it is a great show, so. You can come. Oof, we'll see. <laughs> it's possible, but no. <laughs> uh, on my end, I don't really do any shows or anything. The one thing I'll say is definitely I've been listening to all the other um, Des Moines and Dragons shows, and they are all phenomenal. Um, the Viking sci-fi stuff is really, really cool. Um, they, you know, the original Des Moines and Dragons characters, you know, in a completely different world. And, but you can tell right when they get into it that they are 100. percent They've been doing it for you know a year, year and a half. So it's really cool listening to them in like a new area. So anyone that's checking this out that hasn't checked out the other shows, definitely go check those out. Jason and Charity do nothing makes me ugly laugh. Yeah. In the workplace. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> nice cross promo, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's for you, Paul. Going to send a Slack marketing, message to yeah. get them to do it back. Right. I know. We I'll, scratched your backs. Quid yeah. pro quo, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, boo. Topical. <laughs> Other than that, for me, it's just video games and D&D and Genesis and just a lot of nerd stuff. So lots of that. Love that nerd stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. Is that going to be a problem? Uh, you, I mean, you made it to leave, but we'll you know. I, can, I, can, I can get out now. Thanks. Okay. I mean, Jerry, here's already been shot, so we'll just have to put a few more. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Room. That's fine. I've acquired the taste. It's fine. You uh-huh. can stay. 
Um, let's uh, once again go around and just say some interesting things about the world. Um, I heard a lot of people enjoyed it last time, so let's continue sort of like filling out and fleshing out the world to explain what's going on, what has gone on, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, it's been, I believe, alluded to, but we haven't talked in depth about why the world is the way it is now. So between 100 and 125 years ago, the, it just started to rain everywhere. Um, it was, you know, back then it was touted another, you know, I guess similar to Noah's Flood. It's not our world. It's a different world. But it just started to rain and it rained for a generation. For 10, 20 years, it rained. The entire world flooded. Um, most of the, con- you know, most of everything doesn't exist anymore except for little bits of mountains here and there. Um, like the Himalayas have a, a you know, sizable man- land, yeah, land mass, but most of the world is just kind of gone. So right now, everyone lives on these airships because at the time there was a military, Navy, Air Force sort of combination. They had a bunch of these Zeppelin ships that they were working on that they piled up with people and they went off into the world. So, you know, the oldest um, ships that are, exist out there, they are very much their military vessels that essentially saved society. And from there, we kind of, you know, they changed and had to evolve to survive in a world without any land. So, yeah. Yeah, kind of then. speaking on that, like kind of jumping off of that idea, uh, we've been, we kind of did some talking before this about what the different kinds of ships are, what their purposes are, and kind of the history of the, um, of the ships and kind of how they evolved over time. Uh, initially when the rain started and it became clear that humanity, humanity needed to escape to higher, to higher ground away from the water. They flew up in these like big bulky military ships kind of powered by these propellers, uh, flying up and it was all very martial law oh, yeah. from there. Things kind of spread out into these Zeppelin looking ships with giant massive balloons kind of like floating up these cities essentially of people who wanted to live kind of in a a not so military style as like humanity continues to grow and evolve in this new space and then pirates started to come out of that where they would take like maybe decommissioned military ships and reappropriate them or build kind of like little scrap heaps and make little pirate colonies and raid other civilizations uh, and finally, as you were talking, there was this like, what, a, a new evolution kind of of these civil, like the city ships. But yeah. instead of like being sprawling metropolises, it's like grassy hillsides and farms and stuff where they're growing food up in the air, which is super cool. I can't wait to I hope we get to see one of those in our adventures and maybe even other variants for different functions. Yeah. And if, as all player characters do, that will somehow burn it all down. But I mean, I, we'll, we'll see what happens to this <laughs> ship. Okay. I can make no promises. Yeah. So actually, completely accidentally, that's a good transition for what I wanted to talk about. Because specifically, um, wanting to, to talk about agriculture. So we have all of these people and we have, you know, I imagine when, you know, things went south. Uh, and the water started rising. People saved things like seeds and 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 um, kind of food staples, things like that. So basically, what's kind of come up is a is an economy that's based on owning kind of these mini farming agricultural ships that kind of hang on to these larger you know dwelling ships or these kind of mini cities in the sky that that have kind of erupted. Um, so I think basically what a lot of these these little agricultural ships kind of function as, um, they can kind of move around a little bit easier than these larger ships and kind of uh, move with growing seasons, things like that. And I think there's probably a big amount of, of economic, um, you know, trade and gambling. Um, there's less to, to kind of work through than maybe uh, agriculture on the ground. Uh, you have a little bit of a less um, risk in terms of things like weather. You have more kind of control over oh, yeah. how that works in the sky. But I think there's still probably a lot of economic trading and bartering and, and kind of uh, speculating as far as agricultural commodities and things like that. So, But I do think that there's a lot of um, anything that you're looking for, chances are that there's a ship somewhere that's growing it. So oh, I yeah. think there is a fair amount of um, kind of trading and going back and forth with these with these little mini agricultural ships that kind yeah. of hang on to the the larger civilizations. It definitely took time, but you know, it's been a hundred or so years. So they've 
very quickly evolved to exactly what they need. That's so. why you get tobacco and other important things like coffee. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. those uh, are the most important. <laughs> I mean, Amen. I, just, I love the idea of, oh, no, it's getting dry in this part. Let's move it south to the humid part instead of just being at the uh, whims of what happens. Yeah. Uh, which also is a nice jumping off point for uh, what I'm going to talk about is uh, salt is an explorer, which in this society, they're looked at as the the lunatics, like, why would you go below? There's nothing there. Well, the explorers uh, usually, you know, outside of military operations, so the government just hires these potential throwaway types to go on these potentially dangerous missions where they're not going to throw extra resources until they figure it out. But usually the payout's pretty nice. Uh, and Salt has definitely been on a few of these where he goes and he is... he. F- found what was left of the Himalayan mountains, but instead they're islands now, or, you know, like Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, just as an example. And and he's taking in and recording what the weather patterns are like in this area, just to report back to whoever's shelling out the money for this information. And, and in those travels, he meets just so many people that are just after money. Oh, yeah. Both people and then also, you know, more, probably more of the organizations. You know, you've got oh, the, the government, you've got, you know, the you know the brass guild mm-hmm. there's the you know the children of yantis or you know the cultists that are out there that want to you know that sort of worship the world um there are all sorts of different people that want to know more about the world and the land and all that fun stuff so cool well we are going to take a quick break but then we'll get back and start uh part one of episode three see you soon last time on tidefall our adventurers found themselves at the end of the Brass Guild's rifle. Hera is shot, so her and Salt take cover, while Flip rides atop his mighty steed, Flop, into the fray. Once the battle has ended interrogating the lone survivor, they begin to work their way up the Brass Guild food chain to find the lady in charge named Leah has herself set up at a bar. Turning another tavern into a bloody melee, it's discovered that the tchotchkes they were carrying are in fact bombs. Oh boy. What will happen next? Nothing good. So find out this week on Tidefall. And we're back. It is the beginning of episode three. So, as a reminder to the players, um, last time, you know, we ended with a bang. Um, yeah. And we have some options for you guys as to what we want to start with. Either we can start there, go as normal, or if you guys want, you can give me all three of your starting story points. You give them to me as the GM, and then you guys can narrate how you escape the underbelly of the, you know, gang hideout, bombs, explosions, mecha dogs, all that fun stuff. Um, so what do you guys want to do? I, are we, I, I think we're in a pretty rough spot. That's one way to put it, yeah. Yeah. I have no ideas, so... I can't say I do either. I've got but a wrench and a knife. I have a saber. Tis but enough. Uh, And I took a point in saber, but like I don't see that being super helpful against a bomb. All things considered. Are we gonna? We're probably gonna do the the story points. Get get the fuck out of dodge. Yeah. Yeah. So move all three of those guys over. So now I have all four of the story points. Two. For now. Yeah. For now. Until well, I mean, now I just get to throw more. Can we pay two and get a partial escape? I, I mean, I could just leave someone behind leave and have them. I vote flop. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. So what that means mechanically is you guys are able to escape the situation. You guys can fully narrate what happens. And then uh, if you have any questions on can I do this or can I not do this, let me know. But otherwise, you guys kind of have the table. So this bomb was thrown the last time we saw. We saw it from her direction. She threw the bomb and it exploded onto the group of you guys. Now I think the camera turns and we see what actually happened. So whoever wants to narrate go ahead um so i'll just jump in here uh i kind of re kind of going back over the last episode it seems like a lot of this is flip's fault uh and that would be a fair statement yeah a little bit (laughs) i mean i feel like everyone blames Flip for everything but in this case yeah this is the first time it was really legitimate yeah Um, a little bit um and flip feels this and he he realizes that things are about to get really messed up and it's all his fault. So he's got this instinct to kind of just run forward and jump on the 
the little tchotchke before it blows up. Okay. I mean, it's the tchotchke that you gave them too, so. Yeah, I know. It's so messed up. Uh, yeah. Which animal did you get again? I had a bird. Oh, it's adorable. It flew. And yeah, it's going it to flew, explode it flew in your through stomach. the air. And, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as. So Flip runs forward. Yeah. The camera turns and we see him run into this explosion. And we see he contains most of it on himself that, you know, his body gets burned, but there's this big, ex, you know, explosion, but it protects his dog and his you know, two friends. Then what happens? I think there's a couple of seconds which feel like longer than seconds, Every, but I think like everything's go goes gray. There's a lot of smoke and then there's a lot of like, uh, I think everybody's ears are probably kind of ringing. shot. That Lots constant ting. The, the ringing. I don't want to make the noise because like I'm hearing it in my head and I'm very annoyed about it. Yeah, so. Okay. Uh, fill in, fill in as you will. But I, so I think Hera kind of like is thrown back up against the wall. Um, and she kind of blinks for a couple of seconds, takes a second to kind of survey the scene. And then she sees Flip just kind of lying there where the bomb used to be. Mm -hmm. And I think she kind of looks around and sees salt. Um, and then she runs or kind of crawls over as best she can over to, to flip and sees, you know, what the, what the damage is, I think. Okay. And Salt wasn't quite as close as those two were. So he gets pushed back, but not as violently as those two. And just to make sure that, like, he's not going to hit anything. But just to make sure, he's got his minigun leveled with the trigger down to make sure that Leah and the dog stay put. And, well, and, and I think right now there's there's so much smoke you probably can barely. I can't see, see anything, but just like start shooting in that general direction. Okay, so you just you we just hear you know the the mini gun or the mm -hmm. auto cannons like the big loud bang 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 like, through the smoke. You know, and uh, and he's trying to like as he's just shooting willy nilly, he's yelling at Hera like, "Get him and move!" Yeah, and I think at this point Flop would run up, kind of like to help. To yeah, he probably helps like get you uh, a foot. So Hera, Hera does not hear Salt at all, but she's kind of instinctually she grabs Flip and I guess Flop is helping and she grabs him by the arms and she pulls him back towards where the door is behind her. She knows that much, but I think she's just kind of heading back and out as fast as she can. Okay. I don't think she knows if he's alive or dead, but figures, you know, hedge the bets maybe and, and get him out and maybe they can do something about it later. But Okay. So I think the the camera... We see the, the three of them leave, um, the boy, the dog, and the girl. They, they're drug out, and there's a few seconds where Salt is, you know, taking these shots. Is there anything you do before you leave, or do you just... Let's see. We kicked this door in, door in last episode, yes. didn't we? Mm -hmm. This is Door's Toast. Um, I think as I came in, I saw kind of a, a heavy metal shelf just to the side of one of them. So as I'm getting through, I... I uh, like put the barrel of the gun outside of the door and I grab the metal shelf and just wrench it down just to make sure that I don't just like blocks. something in the way. Yeah, yeah. It it, it won't stop them, but it'll, it'll, it'll slow them down. Yeah, because after the smoke clears and you know the gunfire stops, they will definitely come for you. So that will slow them down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're able to pull that down. You've got it, it. You know, crashes down on the ground and you know is blocking a good percentage of the door. Mm -hmm. And you turn and see them going up the the stairwell. So you guys have arrived in the upstairs. The room is a bit of chaos and you see there are uh, more of the pirates now from before the, the lieutenants have arrived. Um, how are you going to get out of the situation? All right. I pull my saber off my, my back where I think I, I had okay. it. So, um, I've got the swish of it coming yeah, out yeah. of it. Yep. There's a, a nice, like satisfying noise. Uh, but like, yeah, I pull the saber out. And I feel like it's like the first thing you really hear, like the ringing has stopped and you just like realize mm -hmm. it's gone on and then, and then you just hear, you know, you instinctually pull it out. You hear the swish, you know that you're back at hundred percent. I've got flip kind of by, you know, I kind of drop him unceremoniously. I'm sure like behind me, uh, and pull the sword out and just kind of like hold it defensively, like seeing what we're facing. Okay. And flip kind of just like lands across and flops back. Like okay. Yeah, and he yeah, and your dog's holding him up, and he brought. There's like a moment where he, like, isn't expecting the weight, and then he catches you, and then he like, you know, turns all of his pistons on to like raise you up because he's he's a big you know strong robot dog, so he can hold you just fine. He just wasn't expecting it, but now he's got you fully supported, and he's got you know ready to run out this door, or whatever you know whatever it is that Hera does. He's sort of watching uh, her like he would normally be watching his master. Right on. Mm -hmm. 
And I think uh, Salt is, you know, tailing them with his heavy-ass backpack. And he finally bursts through the same door and noticed, like, oh, we have company. Uh, so I guess my question is, are we still in the escape or have um, we transitioned? The, the escape would be getting out of this bar as a whole. Out of this bar, So, yeah, okay. you guys can narrate. Now, because there's another group of people, I'm going to throw some kinks. or I'm mm. just going to throw some challenges at you, but you'll okay. be able to narrate however you do. I just, okay. you Because know. I think at this point, like, diplomacy's gone. The trigger's down for salt. Like he's he's ready to paint. If you just want to charge forward with the like, gun, I'm ready. Wait to a paint. second. <laughs> Holy shit! Harris got her sword out. Care? Does this count as combat? I uh, yes and no. We, we are in combat, but you you're narrating how you're getting out of the situation. So there's no real rules involved. But if you want to do a thing from your character, like you use a special ability to sort of narrate how you guys are getting yeah. out of here, go for mm-hmm. it. So Hera has a talent called called counter offer, and with it. I don't know, maybe it doesn't count as combat, but with it, she basically, she's facing these room with this room with kind of stunned-looking pirates who just heard a giant bomb go off, and yep. people, Mini you know, these, fire. These, these very strange people kind of burst out of the room. Uh, so Hera kind of turns to the room, and she says, look, you could, you know, attack us now and maybe get out of it. She kind of, gestures to salt who is clearly like armed like wide-eyed just ready to or you could look me. the other direction wait five seconds and go to into to your maybe dead boss it's up to you but i don't think you know it's up to you but i don't i don't know that your boss is going to make it more than a few seconds if you don't go help her and I think, yeah, there's this moment of confusion where, you know, there's the bar patrons, which is a bunch of the grunts. They, they just sort of, like, go to the edge of the room because they see a guy with a big gun. And then a lot of the lieutenants, they, like, they look at each other confused. And then they they run at you guys, but then they, they rush past to go downstairs. So they, mm-hmm. they, they've bought your, your, your offer. And they are ignoring you to go check on their boss to try to maintain some form of control. And, you know, there's this tense moment, I think, for at least, um, you know, the people that are awake where there's a bunch of guys charging at you and then it, it's that camera shot where it follows them right as they run past you. And then it's like, oh, it's all good. Okay, let's get out of here. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a clear shot to get out into the alley. Okay. Hera runs. Just just okay. to make sure once they're out, I just yell, go! And I shoot up and above them <laughs> to scatter them like roaches. Nice. Okay, yeah. And everyone scatters at that. Like, there's, it's tense, it's tense. You yell and shoot and... Yeah, chaos. Salt is scary. Very. And you guys escape out into the alleyway. Um, you are out into the streets. Where do you go next? And then we're going to deal with the man who took the bomb. Right, yeah. So I, at this point, I think we run straight to where my hotel room was. Absolutely. Because I think, you know, the smart thing to do would be to, like, kind of take a bunch of back alleys and, like, back turns and whatever. But I think pretty much there's a sense of like we're this is it like he's about to die or maybe he's already dead so like let's just go and get get this taken care of so i think we're just gonna run straight to my hotel okay i do think i'm still carrying this big ass backpack with this rotary cannon that's not suspicious at all (laughs) I say, uh, what time of day is it? No law enforcement it officers. Was, I believe evening time when you evening guys went time. there. All right, then maybe we can actually pull this off and get there without anybody noticing. I have this big ass backpack on. The trick is just not stop. Like just, go, just keep running, go, go. and if people see you for a second, they'll be like, "Oh, I made that up." That entire like weird creepy <laughs> machine gun. Like that's suspicious. I didn't see that guy. The one reminder I wanted to have to you guys um, in the first session. You met up with someone at the Purple Nurple that was going to give you info in a day or two. Mm-hmm. If you guys leave town, you're not going to get whatever that information is. But right now, time is kind of a factor. So now it would be there ready the next day. So if you wanted to hide out in Harris' apartment for a day and then sneak to try to do that, you could. Or you could use the cover of darkness to just get the hell out of Dodge. That's I kind of up to you. I feel like we have to check on, on Flip first. Yeah, so check on we, turn, we turn to Flip. Um... So first off, immediately you take eight points of damage from the bomb. Oof. And then the bomb has a burning effect. So you're going to roll me a resilience check to see how, because you were knocked out when this all happened. Mm -hmm. So I want you to roll me a resilience check uh, essentially to see how much burning your body took. You know, getting knocked out is really bad for you. That's super bad. 
So um, roll me it with, let's just do, let's do two purple. Eh, no, one purple, just because it's, it's not actively burning you. It's more of just to see how bad it is. Cool. So I'm rolling these, uh, the three skill dice against the one purple. And you don't have any, you don't have any ranks in it? No, I don't. Okay. I have three brawn. Ooh, so. Three brawn. Okay. Ooh, that turned out Very pretty nice. well. So that is three successes, one failure, and one disadvantage. That's right. So uh, what that means is, is you have two successes and one disadvantage. So um, the one disadvantage is going to mean you, I think it's going to take you some time to wake up. Okay. Um, I think it, it may take an hour or two. Um, That's really bad. Because you're, you. you're, you're really, you're very much out of it. But you didn't take a whole lot of, you didn't, your body, however, due to maybe the mechanical parts, somehow your body put the flames out on its own or the fires like connected to like metal bits and they just stopped there. It didn't continue burning your entire body. If you'd have failed that too badly, you would have probably taken a lot more damage as the burning would have continued. Yeah. But your body's very much resilient by default. So you would get that, but you just, you're just out for a while. Revenants are just, I guess, naturally flame retardant, I guess. Yes. Like they, just hear Flip kind of muttering it under smells, his breath. He, he mm. normally smells bad. This is... Oof. Extra charred. This is mm. real... Flesh. Yeah. It's dead ba- flesh. It's, it's dead, burning flesh. Smelled that out on the waters yeah. before. Uh, unconsciously, he's like, I'm, I'm a recruit. <laughs> so uh, you guys check on him, and you see that he is hurt. He is badly burned, but he... You know he's alive. He's going to he's going to live. He's breathing. It's just he, he's in a, a rough way right now. So you're heading to Hare's apartment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and is it? I guess how are you? Are you do, trying to be fast, quiet? Are you just running as fast as possible? I think we're or? trying to be fast like we're and ass. yeah, we're we're hauling ass. I think basically if we can get there, that's great. Stomping grass okay. and hauling ass. Um, let's just ha- have someone, I don't care who, roll me an athletics check just to see how quickly you can get everyone through town. Sure, yeah. I, it's not going to be the one that's asleep. <laughs> not you. Um, and then whoever's rolling um, will get, I think, two blues because you're going to be the, get assistance from the other one of you and then uh, flop. My dog. Okay, that's so you've got uh, two successes and three advantage. Um, so as a whole, um, people aren't really looking for you yet because a lot of your enemies were in one place. Mm-hmm. So right now you just want to see how quickly you get through town and you, you succeeded on that. Um, there was definitely a time or two where a guard would look at you and be like, what is going? And they, and then you're gone because you guys are just sort of running through and, you know, they see a guy with a, a minigun and a robot dog and they, you know, if you're not causing trouble sure, to them right Tuesday. Yeah. Well, and ultimately you're not shooting anyone right now. You're just, you're someone's problem and they haven't heard the alarms. So they're just, you know, they're letting you go about not your business. Not my so, problem yet. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You know, they, if they start shooting at you, it starts a new thing and then they got to fill out the paperwork. Paperwork. And, yeah. That's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and again, who's going to shoot at a guy with a minigun? Mm-hmm. Like dumb people do. So mm-hmm. like Leah. And, yeah, people I mean, who aren't like five days away from retirement like exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, worth it so you guys make it to the apartment or hotel uh wherever that is you are there you are safe you're secure um and i think by the time you guys get there um uh flop starts to rumble awake uh what does he wake up to to the two of you doing because he's like it's a it's a slow gradual like the eyes open and like everything's kind of fuzzy but what does he sort of see during those opening moments of his oh no first thing i did when i got in there is i ditched the uh minigun in the backpack over in in a corner uh and immediately once Hera got him inside door shut chair under like under the door handle as a lock lock, just in case makes sense all I got. Okay. So Hera kind of springs into action. I think this is kind of her wheelhouse is getting up and getting going fast. So what she immediately, first thing she does immediately is she pulls, I think, so she was hiding the, her like weapons case, like underneath the bed. She pulls that out with one heel. She's looking kind of out through the window to see if anybody's following. Once she's kind of comforted that that nobody's immediately going to kill them, she kind of goes and grabs a bottle of whiskey that she had hidden uh, in her weapons oh, case, she's like, "This juice. is this battle juice." Uh, <laughs> I think she's finally reached the point where this is a little too stressful. She's been shot. She hasn't had any sleep for two days. She pulls a swig out. She's like, "Okay, this is it." And then she hands it to Salt, 
And then she starts packing up her weapons and, and clothes and fancy perfumes and things like that. She's packing and ready to go as quickly as she can. So kind of Damir finishes the bottle. In the we... flurry of this activity, uh, <sighs> Flip comes to and sort of rolls off onto his feet off of Flop's back and kind of just realizes the room that he's in. And he's still very confused, but he sees the bed. <laughs> And so he sort of just falls onto the bed and just blood and like burnt flesh just all over these nice sheets. And he almost falls asleep again. Yeah. Kara oh, yeah. sees this and she's like, I swear to God, if this were any other time, if you hadn't just saved all of our lives with your stupid, uh, stupid. And then she just starts muttering stupid over and over again could... while she's packing up things as quickly as she can. Just to go with it, like. Uh, Salt looks in that. He grabs a fusel, throws it over his shoulder uh, to get ready to go. And uh, uh, he sees where the blood's coming out of Flip. Uh, he's heard rumors about remnants that really like normal medicinal practices don't really do any good. But uh, he rips one of the sheets and ties it onto the, where the blood's coming out of like one of the arms of Flip. Just to feel like he's doing something. He, he put the chair in the way, but now he's just like, I don't really have anything. I got the gun. I see you're getting packed. Let's go. Hera just kind of looks over at the sheet and she's like, God damn it. They're going to take that out of my deposit. Like, ugh, why did I have to get involved in this? And she starts muttering stupid again while she finishes up her packing and like gets ready to, to head out the door. Okay. You know, she shouldn't be so hard on herself. We, so We've all had a rough you, day, Flip. So you guys have gathered your supplies. Are you, is there any sort of like full on first aid that you guys want to do for him? Um, Cause I know again, he's a revenant, which it's a little bit different, but is that something that you want to attempt? Cause you, you you're trained in it and you can be awake enough to either help or guide. Yeah. If you I want. I'll probably, I can get started on it. Um, okay. Like noticing the, the ripped flesh on his arm and his chest and some on his face. he, He's been hurt before. He's been through this a couple times. So he kind of reaches into his pack, pulls out some, uh, like a thread and a needle, some some sewing stuff he can use um, just for now, and starts sewing into his stuff. So, like, okay. a medicine check? Yeah, it'll be a medicine check. Um, you've taken over half your health, correct? I sure have. Okay, so it'll be a difficulty two medicine check. Okay. And it sounded like salt was going to be helping. Because mm-hmm. you you don't know a whole lot about it, but I don't. So he's going to give you one blue dice. Okay. And then you have a bonus from one of your talents. Is that correct? I have a bonus for being a revenant. Uh, anytime I administer, anytime medicine is administered on myself, I get two blue advantage dice. Okay, so you're gonna have a total of three, two yeah. from that, nice. from because you don't flinch, and then one from him. And then, did you have the surgery ability as well? It's just when whenever we determine the amount of wounds I get back, I can add two. Add to two. It. Okay. So okay, so it's gonna be difficulty two. Um, so two purples, three blue, and then whatever your medicine ability is. So you have no ranks in it, but you've got two intelligence. Okay. So here we go. Big, big pile of dice. Heal dice. Not nice. Okay. So what did we end up with? So after everything washes out, we've got one success and five advantage. Okay. One success, five advantage. Um, so with, I guess, first off that one success will heal you, um, uh, da, 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 medical care. So it'll get you one point of wound naturally, mm-hmm. and then you will get an additional two from your uh, talent. So you're going to heal three wounds right away. Cool. So that brings me up to nine out of 14. Yep. And then my next question is, what does that five advantage look like for you? Uh, so some something good happens. That sheet has some examples, but with five... That's a lot. There's Yeah, there's... Five, you know, the biggest thing normally costs three. So with five, you can do kind of a lot of things. You could de-stress yourself a bit because, you you know, the act of healing yourself could calm you down. Um, But if there's any other ideas you have, because five, again, it's a lot. So what does this look like? So, uh, yeah, so I'm probably going to do the strain, uh, get some of that stress back. Uh, As he's sewing through and putting himself back together, he sees, like, the, the wounds close up. He's still hurt, but um, he's not. He he he's he's like ah, it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be, and kind of put it all back together, uh, and kind of feels better about his whole situation. Okay, he thought he was gonna die. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 
I think after a uh, you know salt's helping him, you know, you know, snip this suture here, tie this rip sheet here. He takes what's left of the whiskey and goes, "I think you've earned it." Yeah, and he uses it to kind of disinfect some of the some of the wounds, and then he doesn't. He actually doesn't take a swig of it. He's no. just like, "I don't want no. it. it. I'm already hurt." <laughs> so I think Hera's finished packing at this point, and I think she looks over and she sees this, and I think so. She looks at like how unhuman Flip is for the first time. And I think she's actually kind of horrified. Like, I think there's something just about how like mechanical and, and un unhuman. And, and I think that freaks her out a lot. So yeah. I think she doesn't say anything. I like, think she just kind of looks at it. Like you can see like some of like the, the bits of metal and like hydraulics kind of peeking out through the well, wounds. And I'm, sh- and I'm sure a lot of that them. stuff was hidden below your clothes, but I'm sure your clothes are either burned, especially, you know, the front is oh, just geez, burned yeah. off and gone. I mean, you're probably not naked, but you definitely are revealing a lot more than what you did before. Little metal bumps piercing through the skin, mm-hmm. odd, aber- like odd kind of abrasions and bumps beneath the skin. You can see like gears poking out of his flesh. It's gross. Hmm. Yeah. I think while Salt's helping, he's like, oh, this reminds me of a timeout on the Himalayas with another revenant there. And entered named Maxim, a uh, random beast, was up on those slopes. Got to him, helped him patch up just like this. It's weird seeing it on a kid, though. Oh, yeah. Tell me more about these other revenants. Well, did you uh, know a lot? Uh, Maxim was uh, the main one that I knew. Uh, he would, uh, a lot of time when we'd be out looking for some of that explorer work, he'd go with me because, uh, well, understandably so, that guy did not have a single fearful bone in his body or fearful gear. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, don't laugh, it hurts. Ugh. But no, it's, uh, you know, that's that's why I asked. It's just I've only ever seen, you know, Maxim, and Maxim's an adult, and I've only ever heard adults being revenants, but not kids. But no, they uh, those guys really come uh, come helpful in a pinch. That's for sure. Hera kind of sees this and she interrupts and she's like, "Look, either way, we've got to get out of town right now. They're gonna the their distraction is only gonna last a few more seconds. We got to catch the next ferry out and right. we can talk about this later. I don't know if we're still gonna look for, you know, I know we agreed, but we can figure this all out later right. if we're gonna get continue safe. to find." your your parentage or your your background or not but let's get somewhere safe and then we'll regroup can i borrow some clothes uh i think here you can have my ball gown do you want my ball gown and dress and anything (laughs) like that can i can i cut it up no and then might be lazy um let's see because salt switched into the the uniform and put his other clothes aside so he's like here take this this you can cut up i'll get back in my regular stuff you don't want my regular stuff. It's gross. And is your uniform, is it? It was the brass guild uniform. The brass guild, okay. Yep. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. So Should I cut this up so way no one recognizes you. Okay, cool. So we've got Flip in the cut up brass guild uniform, and then the other two are wearing their street clothes. Yep. Uh, for, He's um, got a crop top on. He accidentally yeah. cut it too short. Well, and then there's uh, probably bits done. and pieces that's a little bit too tight, so you still have like gears popping through. You know, it's, so it's not perfect. Yeah, because yep. it takes a while to make sure you fit it right so that, you know, you can put it on without cutting and you're doing this rushed and you're still hurt. So yeah. um, while Hera and Salt have some time to catch the breath, do either of you have any stress that you want to try to get rid of? Because um, if you have any, this would be a good time to sort of catch the breath. I am remarkably calm, all things considered. <laughs> yeah. All things considered. Yeah, actually, I'm not doing too bad either. I mean, probably could, but Just I don't think... Just a normal think... Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're... Weirdly doing okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that all that advantage brought me back up to full strain. So nice. Okay. Cool. So no one is stressed. We just have an Seasoned almost dead professionals. child. Yeah. I just kind of still pretty fucked up. Yeah. I think there's like some internal damage to some of the gears, and I'll have to really look yeah. into that. Well, and the other side effect from being a revenant is you don't heal naturally. Is that correct? That so is absolutely true. So normally you would heal a wound a day, I believe, but you will need to get medical care, whether it's yourself or someone else healing you. So mm-hmm. okay. So you guys are rested up. You've gathered your supplies. Um, as of right now, there is no one directly outside of your uh, room. Uh, what's next? What's the plan? I so I have to pay up my tab for the hotel room. So I basically I run to, <laughs> I I like I go to the front desk and I kind of like quickly 
because I know they haven't been up there to see the damage yet. So I'm like, I throw some money down and I sign the paperwork with a fake name. And I'm like, keep the change. Uh, and uh, as a tip to the, uh, <laughs> as a tip to the, the, uh, I, I don't hit any microphones because that would be weird. Um, but I, the I, ambiance of paying the tab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my bank account. <laughs> because as, as I recall, actually, Flip did take most of my money without letting me know that he had money. So I, I like mean... throw the rest of my money down, and then I'm like, you know what? Uh, we're out. And I, so I signal to both of them and we're already heading out the door towards what I assume is some sort of like fairy depot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so how long has Hera been a- around these parts? Cause I know salt is a bit newer. Mm-hmm. Flip would know probably where the place is, but right yeah. now I think Hera's kind of in charge or do you want to guide them to it? Cause I know you're kind of messed up. So I wasn't sure how in charge you were going to be taking it. Yeah. Well, I've only been hit through here once before. I can definitely like, if we cut through the, these these alleys, we can make it through without taking any of the main roads. Anything weird? Uh, some garbage cans. There's a dog that lives in the by the Chinese place. Hera kind of like pushes them forward into the alley and takes up the rear. She's still got her rifle, like not like out, but she's like holding on to it relatively tightly. Okay. Trying. Roll to... me, roll me a streetwise check. Sure. Um, so. Yeah, streetwise, just to sort of find your way to this place. You, again, you're taking back roads. You're trying to do other stuff. Um, it's going to be difficulty one, so one purple. But I am going, to, I'm going to raise the stakes because I have all those little yeah, fancy you got to spend at some point. So upgrade that purple into a red, so it's a bit scarier. So something, something could happen. Anybody want to help me? I'm looking out. Can I? Think yeah, I think I think the... I think Hera is because you know the town. Salt really doesn't know where he's been going. Here, yeah, yeah, for so two times before. Really, what you're I'm assuming what, what Salt's doing is he's keeping an eye out for enemies, and if yep. someone shows up, you've got your gun he's ready. Looking what, badass. You, what, what do you? Are you carrying the big giant so, cannon? So how many, how many how many cases did you bring with you? I have two. I two. Think. I think I don't know if it makes sense that we bring the mini. I think we leave that for the terrified cleaning <laughs> staff. I think yeah. Before we left, like. I ripped the belt out, maybe, because, like, I spent most of the rounds in that thing easy. Okay. Because, uh, you know, adrenaline you fuel shoot a, shoot a lot. Yeah. But I ripped the belt out just to make it useless, or okay. as close to useless as I could. Um, but, you know, I think I've got one of her cases in the fusel on my back, and I think she's got the second one in her rifle, but my hand is very much gripped on my roto pistol. Okay, so yeah, your roto pistol, and then everything else is sort of like yep. you're just essentially packing the rest of it. Okay, cool. Yep. So you're keeping an eye on if something comes up, you've got your pistol mm-hmm. not out but at the ready. You're, you're, you've got your quick draw yep. person. So, okay. So, yeah, you'll get uh, a blue from her to help guide you. Your dog cannot help you because he's a dog. Yeah, he doesn't know. How how dare he? How dare that? Carry that weight, flop, like. Yeah, why are we carrying the case? He's got to put it on the dog. He's a strong dog. Yeah, hey, you can ask him. In the future, we will, com- like, yeah. <laughs> we'll chat about I that. fully expect that we will com- compile, like, make some sort of, like, fully... Automatic like dog <laughs> luggage carrier. It's not like a robot dog. He is a real dog with mechanical with robot legs. Parts. Robot legs. He can, he, but he can carry a lot more because of the. I'm robot sorry. Legs. What's your point? Like, <laughs> what are we trying to say? <laughs> put that shit on the dog. Not a horse. Okay. <laughs> All right. Streetwise, I get one success, one failure, and one advantage. Okay. So that is a net failure. Um, but you do have an advantage. So what? What is that? What is that advantage for you? Because I'm going to describe a failure after you sort of tell me what good happens from this. Um, so we're rushing. We're kind of rushing through these back alleys, trying to keep an eye out. We've got Saul kind of keeping things out, keeping his eyes out. I think we're all pretty tense. So if we were to run into a situation, uh, I'd say we're all pretty prepared to fight or talk. Okay. Real, so in a real big hurry. Okay. So you. You're you're taking it slow enough that you are ready to respond to something quick enough, so you're not gonna turn the corner and bounce into the enemy or anything. It's right. not gonna be something. You're you are slow and steady. Um, so the failure, uh, you guys arrive at the the port, and at the port is one of these squads of it's one of the lieutenants, and then he's got uh, three grunts with him, and they are looking about. Um, the lieutenant has uh, that one of those fusils, and then the and the all the grunts have pistols out and they're they're looking around and they're like looking behind boxes. They think you guys are here and they are they think you're already in the port, so they're looking inside. You're at the edge right now. You see them, but they are there. So it's not gonna be as simple as walking in, paying someone some money and getting out. Because they're 
your enemies are there and looking for you. I turned to Salt and I'm like, do you think they're looking for us separately or together? Because my first thought is we should split up and see if that's less suspicious. Maybe you take Salt, or if you t- if you take the the dog and the kid and kind of skirt around the background, that might be our best bet. I forget, did you, uh, you're still in the same outfit, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. I'm just in street clothes. But I put a coat on, so. Oh, uh, so you have some semblance of coverage. Mm-hmm. When, like, it's going to be hard because you've got a, a robot dog, and that definitely stands out. Right. So Remember it's, the robot dog. Yeah, the robot dog. I mean, you change clothes. Right. Um, And he's got new clothes on because last time he had his stuff burned off. Right. But, you, I mean, there's still four of you. I think Hera's coat for the rest. So I think so. She she put her coat on and she's got all of her luggage. I think Hera's coat is much higher class than she looked before. I think her clothes underneath. So I I think that may be a little bit more cover because she does. It's a very nice tailored wool coat. Okay. So okay. So you did switch clothes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. So So, as long as she kind of keeps her coat to uh, closed and, and kind of head down, I think she does look. Well, I wonder. These ships are really big. And they go really far down. So I'm wondering, is there a way we can slip underneath them and come back up past them? And essentially just sneak onto whatever ship you're going into. Instead of going the public way, you would just go around, slip down, slip back. That that, that is definitely an option. It would take some doing, but you could definitely try that. Yeah. Let's let's split up. Let's say, why don't you try to go through, because you're wearing your uh, well-to-do coat. Mm -hmm. That dog's not going to make it past this. No, no, I know. So if we can get underneath, and I hope to God there's a railing or something. So what are the groups then? It sounds like you're splitting up and... I think it's Hera going through the front, I guess, Mm -hmm. and... Everyone else is trying to slip down. Trying to slip down. And it's it's not going well for salt. Okay, so we've got the the camera sees the two of you split up. Hera approaches the front, and then the rest sort of go around to the side, and that's where we're going to end part one of Ooh. Tidefall. We'll find out what happens to our heroes. Uh, bum, bum, soon. Bum. All we do is cliffhangers. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's it's all we do. It's all we can. It's all.